everyone i hope everyone is doing great so we are back welcome to my podcasting channel delve into the past with sanjukta so uh, i am very excited today because today we are going to talk about sherpa community so buckle up for a very brand new episode and this podcast is going to be a little bit different because when we talk about uh, himalayas when we talk about mount everest when we talk about mount kanchenjunga the one community quickly came in our mind that name is sherpa sherpa people so who are they uh, in one word i must say that the sherpa are one of the tibetan ethnic groups native to the most mountainous regions of nepal tingri country in the tibet and obviously the autonomous region and the himalayas and the term sherpa or sherwa is a g e r w a derives from the sherpa language words shar and pa which refer to their geographical origin of eastern tibet yes you heard me right the eastern tibet so today we are going to talk about not only the sherpas all of we are going to talk about the kumbhu himal sherpas and obviously landscape change scenario that actually continuing in nepal i must say that the visitors of this highest of the world's mountains are overwhelmingly lowlanders from the urban centers of the industrialized countries we do visit uh, the mountaineers want to uh, go to the summit and they always need the help of those people similarly the scientists who undertook the initial research that induced the government of nepal to establish sagarmath sagarmatha means mount everest national park were westerners and predominantly lowlanders western and lowland concepts have been applied to development of a world class highland natural and cultural resource and as we all know that tourism has been a primary vehicle results have been both positive and negative but misunderstandings and misconceptions have frequently acted as powerful driving forces the names that i have already mentioned like kumbhu kumbhu sherpa and mount everest have been entrenched in the minds of adventurous youth and all mountain aficionados for at least a half century aside from the continuing increase in mountaineering ventures namche bazar and the everest based camp have become synonymous with adventure tourism and trekking to the point that by the mid 1990s visitors to the sherpa homeland outnumbered inhabitants by about 3 or 4 to 1 closure of the frontier with tibet by the chinese in 1959 brought with it significant flood of tibetan refugees into the kumbhu and some of whom stayed while some moved on it also heralded a potentially distrust disastrous that i must say that the very very disastrous impact on the indigenous sherpa way 
of life which had depended upon free access to tibet for trade and yak grazing disaster however was averted as employment opportunities for high altitude guides sirdars cooks and porters presented themselves to the very adaptable sherpa almost simultaneously with the closure of the frontier nevertheless the numbers of visitors continued to increase and central government control from kathmandu began to be felt nationalization of nepal's forest in 1960s and establishment of the sagarmatha national park in 1970s were two of the major administrative changes that carried heavy implications in terms of traditional sherpa autonomy and control of the mountain environment that means forest nationalization proved to be a mistake nationwide and has since been rescinded by the new forest legislation this cast and this obviously the this unique study i must say seeks to review briefly the changes that have occurred in the kumbho since about 1950 and attempts to explain at least some of these changes in terms of highland lowland interactions once again there are many cause effect process with some positive and some negative sides these include political and economic pressure from outside like hmg of nepal development donors ngos trekking companies and obviously individuals the sherpas own varied responses to opportunities presented by the growth of tourism and mountaineering the actual and potential impact of high mountain natural hazards the creation of the world's highest garbage dump and its many consequences and a construction boom that has included hydroelectricity plants in supposedly protected world heritage territory the kumbu has also attracted an enormous amount of scholarly research involving a wide range of disciplines there has been it might be said the expected series of misinterpretation misstatements and determined adherence to cherished mountain myths that especially during the first half of the period under consideration distorted development policy the early campaign to establish a national park produced some surprising recommendations we guess like if i give you example like the first the western scientists and scholars who expert advice was requested by the central government of nepal appear to have been committed to the traditional united states concept of national park as untouched wilderness area this goes back to the establishment of yellowstone and yosemite national parks in the previous century rumors abounded to the effect that with the establishment of the sagarmat national park it would be necessary to evict all sherpa communities from within the proposed park boundaries had this been carried out it would ha- have destroyed a world renowned mountain culture i must say, especially in himalaya many reports were also submitted and many were published inferring that within the proposed park boundaries deforestation was rampant and this was intended to accelerate the political process for official park designation before the predicted catastrophic landscape 
degradation occurred the supposed process of deforestation was related to a number of factors indigenous population growth with increased demand for fuel and for timber for new houses exceptional increase in the numbers of trekking tourists and their supporting porters with associated trees cutting for cooking fires and recreational campfire as well as a boom in construction of small hotels and tea houses this alarms even included specific published statement by internationally respected scholars for instance if i talk about that the forests in the vicinity of the kumbu villages have already been seriously depleted and particularly near namche bazar whole hillside which were densely forested in 1957 are now bare of tree growth and villagers have further to go to collect dry firewood now you can imagine um it is generally assumed that these alarmist and supposedly scientifically based observations and recommendations had the desired effect of influencing the creation of the sagarmat national park fortunately for the sherpa their worldwide fame ensured international reaction to the prospect of eviction from their homeland for this and the other reasons the sherpa villages were saved and now exist as enclaves within the park this is a very good i think uh, the good news for the whole mountain mountaineering community the claims of imminent and disastrous deforestation were shown to be gross exaggerations some as completely inaccurate dr charles houston a member of the original mount everest reconnaissance reported that in his at the in quote under quote was as much or more forest cover than there was in 1950 and i that means obviously dr charles houston have the pictures to prove it buyers corroborated this and replicated photographs taken by arvin schneider and d e mylard between 1955 and 1963 several of schneider's high quality photo theodolite print depicts hillside that fuhr hemendorf had described as densely forested in 1957 buyers were able to show that certain hill slopes had already been bare of trees in 1955 two years before fuhr hemendorf had made his oft quoted statement of their being densely forested regardless buyers made three relevant conclusions number one the most forested area in the kumbhu kunde kumjang area appeared relatively unchanged between 1955 to 1962 and 1985 second considerable thinning of juniper woodlands had has occurred in the vicinity of tree line and three little medium to large scale geomorphic change is discernible so bar also undertook detailed field work that included paleontological investigation of a series of soil profile and maintenance of more than 30 soil erosion study plots throughout one entire monsoon season from this he was able to propose that while deforestation and the kumbhu has occurred it had extended over a period of more than 200 years furthermore he produced evidence from radiocarbon dating of charcoal within his soil profiles together with the identification of grains of 
serial pollen that human modification of the kumbu landscape may have occurred long before the traditionally accepted date of the arrival of the sherpa about 400 years ago since the initial work of birds there have been several highly relevant publications that provide general support for the original challenge to the alarmist literature bassett also redefined and further developed his photo replication work as is usually the case when a period of basic reconstruction is followed by more intensive research it has become clear that the pattern of landscape change in the kumbu much more complicated than hitherto believed nevertheless this progression of the search for knowledge demonstrate how the highly simplistic approach of 1970s has unduly influenced policy formulation the foregoing discussion obviously is not intended to leave the impression that change in the kumbu has not occurred there has been social economic change on a grand scale both positive and negative rawer has demonstrated that the trend transition from a trading plus subsistence farming economy to a trekking tourist dominated way of life has had far reaching effect for instance the use of livestock like yak and yak cow crossbreed for obviously portering in support of the trekking groups has radically changed the pattern of um, transhumans as well as the very crossbreed mix today there is less grazing in the more distant higher altitude pasture and more close into the villages where the trekking groups seek to hire the animals this in turn has affected vegetation growth pattern as well as crop management and the manner of fuel collection the demand for young male sherpa for high altitude expeditionary work has led to reduction of available farm labor and this has been further augmented by the outflow of some of the younger sherpa from the kumbu to operate small hotels and trekking company offices in kathmandu with this loss of sherpa male worker from local agriculture temporary labor is hired by the female household heads left behind usually from other ethnic groups from the lowland furthermore the substantial increase in overall sherpa wealth albeit with the inequalities between villages according to their proximity to the main trekking routes has parameted the entire kumbu region another impact the result of foreign aid has been the introduction of hydroelectricity the first serious attempt involved austrian construction of a small power station at thim that means the thim area situated near namche's small hydro plant in august 1985 when the plant was actually nearing completion a glacial moraine dammed lake further upstream in the dud koshi valley burst and released about 5 million cubic meters of water within a minute the hydroelectric plant was totally destroyed very very sad incident subsequently all the dudkoshi bridge were washed out for a distance of 60 km downstream this catastrophic event caused remarkably little loss of life because of its timing during the monsoon season and on the day of religious festival when the local people were mostly well away from the river 
however it did bring into focus the acute danger of the sudden outbreak of glacial lakes three such events have now occurred in the kumbu alone since 1970 furthermore rapid emergence and expansion of a lake on the lower surface of the inja glacier was observed in 1986 and has since been closely monitored inja lake is now more than 1 km long and 120 m deep while the likelihood of a catastrophic outbreak cannot yet be precisely calculated such an event were to occur and if the timing were to coincide with the trekking season it would directly impair long stretches of the main trekking route to the mount everest base camp in a worst case scenario this would place at risk the lives of hundreds of trekkers and their boaters furthermore the very large volume of water available in injalik would likely extend the downstream effect out onto the derai lowland the impacts of hydroelectric development and the threat of glacial lakes are significant and deserve special obviously very special treatment as they relate to large areas of the himalaya and karakoram and other glacierized mountain ranges such as alps caucasus tian shan pamir and these and alaska coast ranges however it is beyond the object of particular this case study last last of all I must conclude with the one word that the opening up of the Himalayan mountain landscape with its distinctive Sherpa culture to lowlander access has brought change on a vast scale. There has been increased will. in general better healthcare, higher level of education and literacy. And obviously I, we must admit the national park and world heritage site have been established and contrary to earlier speculation the natural landscape has survived remarkably well nevertheless there has been a um, disproportionate loss of young male lives a degree of localized deforestation has occurred although this has been partly compensated by replanting with increased wealth obviously the sherpa community as a whole has reinforced its traditional contribution to preservation and development of the monasteries a very large number of lowlanders have experienced the joy of trekking in very high mountains although some have lost their lives to accident and hypoxia but probably fewer than if they remained on the streets of new york or rome or chicago or uh, obviously in paris i must say the penetration of a world heritage landscape by hydroelectric power line creates a quandary likewise the early misreporting even falsification even falsification i must say uh, of environmental conditions in order to influence policy making one of the important lesson to be learned however is the critical role played by the very resilience and adaptability of the sherpa ethos their long tradition as tigers and tigers of the snow sherpa known as the tigers of the snow they get this epithet through their association with the british pre world war second expeditions to the north side of the mount everest and similar ventures as well as their indigenous um, and 
entrepreneurial abilities as long distance traders and travelers equipped them to face the enormous changes that swept over them after about 960 the most strictly physical and hydrological aspect of highland lowland interactions in the form of the periodic outburst of great volume of glacier meltwater may well accelerate in the future as the glaciers of the kumbhu continue to thin and retreat this is by no means unique to the kumbhu nevertheless an unfortunately timed catastrophic release from the inner glacier could conceivably eliminate hundreds of lives and have a major impact on trekking tourism that is the region's current mainstay the central government certainly has not done enough to mitigate this potentially serious problem we should focus on this problem first so this is the all about changing landscape of the kumbhu himal and the sherpa community in our upcoming episode that is episode 8 we are going to talk about the lifestyle the cultural lifestyle the food habits the religion and their obviously their livelihood details about the sherpa community as well i hope everyone must enjoy this particular episode because we do visit himalaya we do visit um, um, the different mountains and the mountain in people want to win um, the summit but they have to understand the changing uh, geographical scenario the changing landscape uh, otherwise it will be very late i hope everyone will um, love this episode and if you love uh, listen and obviously you can send me message as well to tell me to the past with sanju for now everyone take care goodbye